Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, or one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 5. Chapter 12 of the book of Romans is a treasure trove of information and instruction in righteousness to those in God's service. Paul tells us that every man has received a measure of faith, but not every man has received the same office. That we are all important and need it in the body of Christ. And we should not all seek to be the same thing, nor think ourselves better or more important than any. All are to work diligently in their office, calling, or function, and all are to honor, respect, and appreciate each part of the body that the whole might work in unity with the Spirit of God to do the will and work of God in the earth. We've often got to remind ourselves and remember this, that it's not about us, it's about Him, and bringing the lost to Him. We need no credit, no accolade, no attention, no praise of men, for I warn you adamantly of this, that if you seek such things, you will be deceived by demons into getting out of your right position. Trust God, His will, His purpose, His timing, and do the work of the kingdom solely out of love and a desire to serve Him. So the passage that we opened with continues to break down what this looks like. As Paul tells us in verse 6, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether we prophesy, let us prophesy, according to the portion of faith. Now, we know that the more humble we are, the more grace God releases more broken we are, the more favor increases, the more tested and obedient, the more he can trust us with the deeper, more difficult things of the kingdom. So in short, the more submitted, the more gifts, revelation, and responsibilities you will be given. We are not all in the same place. That is obvious. But if we are counted among the saints, then we are on the same road. So help each other along. Not all have the same measure of faith, and therefore not all have 
the same measure of submission. Therefore, not all have the same measure of grace or power. So let the stronger help the weaker. Let the learned instruct the meeker. Let the elder teach the younger. Let all submit one to another. If you are called to prophesy, then be faithful to speak. Some prophets speak to people and some to nations and leaders. Whatever you are called to do, do it and God will trust you with more. Exercise your faith, especially in the face of resistance and just like any other measure of strength, it will increase. And do not envy those who have already grown their faith but rather be inspired by them to do the same. The next verse, verse 7 says, Or those who are called to ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. So let me explain the difference a little bit. You see, while prophecy can come quickly and directly, revelation comes by waiting. These gifts have different operations. Revelation comes with experience and through fellowship with the Holy Spirit himself as he teaches you and reveals secrets that he might teach and strengthen others through you. Therefore, does this require much patience and time spent waiting? So if God has called one to sit and receive instruction, then don't think them lazy for getting shut in and waiting on the Lord. The evangelist may stay busy, but the minister and teacher needs to sit still and listen. My friend, we've got to get used to different. We each have a part to play in the body. Don't judge others according to your mission or instruction. So in summary, the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us to remember this, that each part is different. Don't judge others or be harsh or condemning just because they don't fit into your call or purpose. Allow each to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit and all will work together perfectly to do the will of heaven. Continuing the passage in verse 8, he says, Or those that exhort waiting on their exhortation he that giveth let him do it with simplicity he that ruleth with diligence he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness so that we see at this point paul takes the concept of a person's call beyond the obvious positions of the fivefold ministry of the apostle the prophet the evangelist the pastor, and the teacher. Here he tells us that some are called to give and to support the work of the kingdom with their substances. To these he instructs simplicity. When you give to the Lord, do it humbly. Don't expect to be seen or known for doing it. Don't try to control through it. Some, he says, are called to rule. Those who are, 
do it with diligence. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Yes, God does call some to rule and lead others, and we need to respect that and humble before it. Some he calls to show mercy, like those called to run charities, to foster, to tend to the widow and the orphan, the elderly, the forgotten. If that is your calling, then know that you will be taken advantage of. Nevertheless, don't lose your cheerfulness. God sees and is pleased and will reward you greatly. Now, we do know and understand that we are all called to do these things, yet some are called to do it as a ministry. But the point that I'm making here is that Paul is saying that we will not all do the same things. We can't all do everything, yet no one should do nothing. Find your call and do it to the fullest. Just don't judge others for not doing what you did. Their call may simply be different. Closing the passage in verses 9 through 11, it says, We love without dissimulation. Adhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Help us to do this, O God, with all of our heart. Lord, we ask for strength today. We ask for wisdom. We ask that you would mercifully forgive us for any time that we may have been envious, that we may have tried to copy somebody else's calling when you were leading us in a different direction. Lord, let us look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Let us seek you each and every day for what you would have us to do, and then you will be able to work through the body, each part separately, individually, doing the greater works of the kingdom collectively. We know that you know best. We know that you want to bring us into clarity and understanding. The word says that with all you're getting, get understanding. So, Lord, we lay aside the things we've seen, the lies, the pride, even false prophecies or words spoken over us that were not of your spirit, but were meant only to fluff the flesh and implant in us a seed of covetousness. We bind, we rebuke, we repent right now and we come humbly before you, Lord, and lay down our crowns and ask you what you would have us to do. And in the meantime, as you begin to teach and show and lead us and prepare and equip us for the missions and commissions that we have been given, then we also pray for the brethren. Lord, help them. Lord, strengthen them. Lord, give them clarity of hearing and a vision. Let them know what you have for them to do, what part they are to play, what their gift is. Lord, strengthen it, encourage it. Give them great faith that they might withstand all the fiery darts of the enemy that come to devour it. Let the seed of the word of your truth be planted firmly in their hearts and give them strength and grace to endure. This one thing I assure you, that there is no competition 
between lighthouses. Can there be too much light to guide the ships in? Can there be too many doing the work of the kingdom? Oh Lord, let us not envy one another's giftings or anointings. My friend, there is no competition amongst the true brethren, but only cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Envy, contention, competitiveness will cause you to fight against the very member that the Lord is sending to help to equip you and position you for your destiny. Perhaps there's a lesson you need to learn. Perhaps there's a blessing you need to earn. Trust what the Lord is doing. Seek Him for wisdom. Take the lowest seat. Walk in humility. Do the work of the servant. Let each part work as it was intended. Do what you can to help, to heal, to restore. When one has fallen, lost, broken, it's your job to help mend the body. If we get a cut on our leg, what does the hand do? It covers it. It does the work of the skin for it. It helps to apply healing balm. It cleans, it mends, it bandages. It strengthens. Because when one part of the body is hurt, all of it is affected. Oh Lord, let us not seek to amputate our own members and handicap our own purpose. Let us not pollute our own vineyards and poison our own harvest. Let us guard our words, our actions, our doings, and our thoughts, rebuking every semblance of envy, jealousy, pride, contention, selfishness, hard-heartedness, and arrogance. Let us work together as one, loving, exhorting, correcting, directing, teaching, leading, following the example of the humility of Jesus, who chose 12 very different people to be his representatives and then was willing to take the time and patience and sacrifice to teach them how to rightly represent him. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.